0: Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering, delivering made-from-scratch hot meals and individual boxed lunches for fast distribution to offices, warehouses, and factories, even on nights and weekends. Details are at grandmascatering.com.
1: This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi inuji Dean. Today is Friday, June 2nd. Coming up, we'll hear why a local animal shelter is under fire for the way it's managed at Kansas City's animal control. But first, some headlines. The family of a black teenage boy who was shot by a white Northland man went public yesterday about their frustrations with the legal case. At least two dozen people showed up in Clay County Court for a hearing for Andrew Lester, the 84-year-old who admitted to shooting Ralph Jarl after the teen accidentally rang Lester's doorbell. But Judge Lewis Angles postponed the hearing. Jarl's aunt, Faith Spoonmore, says the judge is too worried about the older man's health. That is what we need to talk about. That is what the judge needs to understand, that Lester is suffering the consequences of his actions, but Ralph is suffering the consequences of being Black in America. The family is also upset that Angles sealed the case on Wednesday and says the prosecutor isn't fighting hard enough for Jarl. The state of Missouri is paying millions of dollars to four women who sued the Department of Corrections after they were assaulted by a guard at a state prison. KCUR's Sam Zaff reports the state still owes them a lot more money.
2: According to a monthly report from the state attorney general's office, the state wrote nine checks this week, totaling $10.6 million dollars. That's half of the $20 million awarded to the women a year ago after a jury found they were sexually assaulted by Edward Bairden, who was a guard at the prison in Chillicothe. The women said Bairden would take them to isolated places in the prison without cameras and would rape them. Bairden worked for the Department of Corrections for 10 years. He was never criminally charged.
1: Punishing drought on the High Plains has Kansas farmers expecting the smallest wheat harvest in decades. Frank Morris reports.
2: Farmers across wide swaths of western Kansas and Oklahoma say they're facing the worst wheat crop in their lifetimes. Much of the area has endured a two-year drought. That's left the wheat short and thin and left a lot of farmers, like Mike McClellan near Palco, Kansas, facing nothing but bad options. You know, I'm 61 and I thought I knew how to farm, but now I'm starting to question whether I do or not, so... <laughs>
0: That's the depressing part. Recent rains have come too late
2: to do much good for the crops in Kansas and Oklahoma. Nebraska's fared better. Forecasters there expect a bigger wheat harvest than last year there.
1: We'll be back after this. Two years ago, nonprofit animal shelter KC Pet Project took over Kansas City's animal control enforcement. But now, some city council members are rethinking the decision. KCUR's Sam Zeff found the number of tickets written for dangerous dogs and unneutered pets has gone down drastically. He told KCUR's Steve Kraske that Pet Project says its new approach is working as intended.
0: No, you begin your story uh, with a tale about the havoc that two stray pit bulls caused in a Northeast Kansas City neighborhood back in April. What happened that day?
2: Yeah, this is Earth Day, Steve, and Branch and Nia. This is a mother and daughter pit bull belonging to a man named Robert Allen who lived on Denver Street in uh, Northeast Kansas City. Uh, neighbors told me that they would roam freely around the neighborhood for much of the day. On this day, uh, there was a woman walking down the street. She happened to work for the city, although she wasn't on city business that day. Uh, According to reports from the uh, pet project, from the animal control reports, uh, the younger pit bull... Uh, attacks her. Mm. Uh, The mother then sees this, uh, also attacks this woman. Uh, According to the report, uh, by the time people got there to help her, there was a pit bull on each one of her legs. Uh, She ended up in the hospital, uh, 20 puncture wounds, uh, 10 stitches to close one of them. About an hour after that, a kid on a bicycle, pedaling down the street. The dogs attack him. He manages to kick them away uh, and uh, and flee. And then just a little bit after that, uh, a man who lives in the neighborhood was attacked by the pit bulls. Both of them grabbed him. Uh, he was bitten 13 times, according to reports. He escaped uh, by scrambling on the top of a car. I talked wow. to a neighbor who saw the whole thing, who was going inside his house to get his gun to shoot the pit bulls. When the man on the top of the car managed to get away.
0: Now, one of your points in telling that story was that the KC Pet Project, which now handles animal control enforcement for the city, it didn't get in touch with the owner until 24 hours after what turned out to be this triple attack. Yep.
2: So to be clear, uh, animal control did respond uh, after the first attack, after the second attack, after the third attack. uh, They found out where the pit bulls went. They went up. They knocked on the door. Nobody. Nobody answered. Uh, They. uh, so, but it wasn't until the next day, uh, 24 hours later, they made contact with the, uh, mm. with the owner. Uh, the owner gives up the pit bulls, they quarantine them, uh, and according to Pet Project, they were euthanized because of the severity of the attack.
0: The KC Pet Project isn't issuing nearly as many tickets for dangerous dogs or getting uh, pets spayed and neutered as the city once did. What kind of drop in those number of tickets are we seeing out there, Sam? Huge. Mm. Uh,
2: I analyzed data going going back two years before Casey Pet Project took over animal control when the city was still administering it and the two years since. uh, And the number of total tickets uh, have dropped 46%. Number of other tickets have also dropped in that same period. Number of citations for abuse dropped 88% number of tickets written for failing to spay or neuter pit bulls. This is an ordinance in Kansas City, by the way, an ordinance that Pet Project and, by the way, a lot of other pet organizations around the country oppose. uh, Failing to spay or neuter pit bulls, those number of tickets dropped 66%. Now, Hmm. Steve, this is exactly what Pet Project said they were going to do. Uh, They took over after a 2017 city audit suggested that enforcement, vigorous enforcement, Ticket riding, seizing of pets may not be the best thing possible. So Pet
0: Project has a different kind of philosophy, which is what, Sam?
2: Uh, To educate. So Mm -hmm. what they do is they want to go out and uh, they want to work with pet owners uh, to make them better pet owners so that the pets... Pit bulls, whatever these dogs are, uh, can stay in the home. Uh, and the number of tickets written uh, is seen as a success by Pet Project. It's also seen as a uh, success by City Councilwoman Teresa Lohr, who is perhaps the biggest Pet Project fan on city council. Uh, but there are rescue animal rescue groups uh, that suggest, no, this is leaving dangerous pets out there. Even Mayor Quentin Lucas has questioned whether or not there is adequate enforcement by KC Pet Project.
0: So I'm wondering, as we're talking, why did the city decide to outsource this animal control work to begin with,
2: yeah, very critical. This 2017 audit was very critical of uh, of uh, of Animal Services. Uh, now, at the time, uh, Animal Services and in, in in the annual sort of survey the city does was getting fine reviews from 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 people. Uh, but the uh, the the trend was towards more education, uh, and so the city puts out what they call a request for proposal, an RFP. Anybody in government has seen uh, has seen a lot of these. Uh, uh, and Pet Project answers uh, and says, this is what we're going to do. We're going for an education model. Now, Steve, what's critical here is that the city set up what they call an RFP committee. This has city experts on it and also two outside experts, a veterinarian from north, uh, from the Northland and also somebody who runs a, a pet rescue uh, operation in the Northland. Unanimously, this city formed committee said no Pet project should not take over animal right. control. It should stay with the city. And but clearly, the city at some point went against that. What happened there? So the uh, after the uh, unanimous uh, uh, rejection of the pet project, uh, pet pr- uh, project proposal goes to city council, uh, and council decides. Well, you know what? We want to give this a try. Uh, it passes with only two votes against Brandon Ellington. Uh, Is one, Melissa Robinson uh, is another, both vote no. Uh, Their East Kansas City districts are the uh, busiest for these types of uh, animal control calls uh, I talked to Councilman Ellington who said uh, he feels like a soothsayer because he predicted there would be problems with pro- pet project and he says they have come uh, they have come to pass. so city council passes this uh, everybody is uh, puts on a happy face Council seems to be pleased uh, pet project is pleased. Uh, and then, uh, and and I, I do want to say, Steve, uh, that uh, nobody believes that Casey Pet Project is, is doing anything but an outstanding job running the uh, shelter uh, near Swope Park. Which they've is been, what
0: their traditional. Yes, role they've been has running. Been. Yep,
2: they've been running the animal shelter in Kansas City for a long time. They, along with bond money, they raise money to build this beautiful uh, animal shelter out uh, near Swope Park. Everybody gives them excellent grades for that. The question here from animal rescue groups is whether or not they are adequately enforcing animal control in the city and are uh, dangerous dogs uh, being taken off the street and our animal cruelty cases being adequately investigated.
0: It's interesting. One member of that selection committee that you were referring to that rejected uh, the the uh, petition from KC Pet Project told you this about his concerns at the time, and I'm quoting here, our fear was they were going to leave biters in the home. They just weren't prepared to take on animal control. That's exactly what you're talking about here. Exactly.
2: Larry Kovac is a, a long-time veterinarian in, uh, uh, in the Northland, he was uh, appointed to this committee, uh, and he told me that. And he believes that he predicted it then, and he says it has come to uh, it has come to pass now.
0: So, for how much longer does the pet project have the contract, Sam? Runs through
2: April 2024. Uh, it costs about 2.3 million dollars a year. That's about what the city was spending on uh, was spending on animal control before. Uh, Pet project uh, took over. Uh, the deal was that the, the city just gave the whole thing over to them. They gave them all the animal control vehicles. Certainly, they had space at the uh, at the shelter uh, in uh, in South Kansas City. Uh, Pet project sat down. We had a long uh, long talk with uh, their uh, communications officer and the per- and the person who is their chief enforcement officer. Uh, and they say that uh, this education. Uh, part is working, uh, that they're they are they're not only keeping pets in the home with people, uh, but the streets are safer. They say they've got data that shows that. They didn't share that with me, hmm. uh, but they uh, clearly think uh, that, that this is the way to go. But uh, there, is, uh, there is a disagreement among uh, a large volunteer animal rescue uh, groups in, uh, in Kansas City and also some on city council.
1: That was KCUR's Sam Zaff and Steve Kraske. You can hear their entire conversation from UpToDate at KCUR.org. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. This podcast is produced by Trevor Grandin and KCUR Studios. It's edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Luke Martin. To read Sam's reporting on KC Pet Project, visit kcur.org, where you can find more local news from Kansas City's NPR station. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week.